And then last week, do you remember what we preached about? I am the, well, a couple people. I am the bread of life. There's like a theme going on here. Well, today I want to talk about this idea that Jesus says, I am the gate. And I find that as I've been reading and researching that this one, um, not a lot of people talk about this one. And then other translations say it's, I am the door. Well, I'm going to use the word gate because it makes a lot more sense with, with what we're talking about. So can we stand one more time? And we're going to, I'm going to read the word, and I believe it's good to honor God's word and to stand for the word. Amen. If, we're, if we don't stand for something, we'll fall for everything, right? So this is what it says in John 10, 7 to 10. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Amen. Let's pray. You can turn the colored you can turn the colored lights out. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that we can come into this place today. And Lord, I pray that today we would hear from you in your word. Lord, that that we would understand and that you would speak to us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You can be seated. There's other ones. The, the white ones. Stage. I think they're called stage. It's every time when I get up here with the mic that the lights want to do weird things. All right. So look at this. We've got, we've got this thing that Jesus says here. I am the gate. Everybody say gate. And you're like, well, what's that mean? Well, we're going to tell you a little bit about it. And I, I have a couple points, and then I have a couple questions for you today. So if you're writing down things in your phone, the first one is the wrong way in. You know that there's a wrong way into places, right? If you went into a restaurant, you probably wouldn't go in the back door. You'd go in the front door unless you worked there, right? There's a wrong way in and out of your car. You're not going to go through the trunk to sit in the front seat. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? Look what Jesus says here in verse 1 of John 10. It says, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees. He's having a conversation again with the Pharisees. It's always fun. Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, by the right way, through the door, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. You're like, what does all of this mean? So political and spiritual leaders, all right, we're doing something new here. We're just doing old school house lights. I'm coming down there. I, how's that sound? Here we go. We'll be right here with all, all the good people. 
And so there's these political and spiritual leaders were often called shepherds in the ancient world. It wasn't just people who took care of sheep. You got that, Zach? Awesome. And so they would just call, like, whoever you followed at the time, they would be your shepherd. Okay? So now nowadays they call pastors shepherds. So I, I guess I'm a, a shepherd. Oh, right? Okay. Jesus explained that not everyone among the sheep is a true shepherd. So people would just kind of make themselves a shepherd. Well, I'm a shepherd, and I want people to follow me, right? Right? You open up a Twitter account. I want people to follow me. You open up a Facebook account. I want people to follow me. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Kadok. Does anybody still have a MySpace account? Anybody? You just want people to follow you. But what he's saying is some of the people, some of the leaders of the time were like thieves and robbers. They just wanted people to follow them because they could make money and all these other different things. And one mark of a thief and a robber is how they gain entry into the sheep pen. So if they're not going to go through the door, and I'm going to show you that in a little bit. I'm going to wait till the next point. But the idea, there is a gate. There's a proper way to enter. Not everyone who stands among the sheep comes in that way. They're not supposed to be there. Right? Just like relationships in 2022. There is a proper thing called marriage. That's when you enter into that marriage relationship, husband and wife, and now, biblically, you can have sex. Yes! But you're not supposed to enter into that relationship any other way. There's a proper way in to that relationship. Just like Jesus is saying, there's a proper way in to a relationship as someone's shepherd. Everybody with me? Amen. We're teaching some truth today. So the idea of this gate is a proper way to enter, and there's an improper way to enter. In that time, people would follow shepherds, and a lot of times these shepherds would have some selfish ambition. They'd want to make some money. Well, if I can have a bunch of followers on YouTube, and I just start, like, making up my YouTube channel and... No, make money. Gain power. They would manipulate other people. The Pharisees he talked to were leading people away from God and into empty religious rituals. Has someone ever called you religious? It's like, you're a religious person. You're like, no, no, I have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus calls me friend. And so... These Pharisees would take people from trying to have a relationship with God to all of these religious, robotic things that they would have to do. And if they didn't do them, look out. There's the same kind of stuff today, isn't there? Right? 
Like on TV, you see these pastors like, well, if you give $1,000 today, you'll be healed. Listen, you don't have to give any money for God to heal you. Amen? You don't need holy water for God to heal you. So he's saying, watch out who you watch out who you allow to speak in your life. Watch out who your shepherd is. Watch out who you're following. Because if they have not entered in in a proper way, in a godly way, we don't need to follow them. They don't need to be our leader. And I'm not talking about politics. Watch out. There's so many in the world vying, trying to get you to follow them. Companies, individuals, politicians, all of these people hoping that you will follow them. So my, one of my questions is, who are you allowing in the pen? Who are you allowing in there to speak into your life? Who are you allowing in there? It's like, okay, I'll follow them. Because what we read, what we watch, that's all part of what we're allowing in. And maybe some people are forcing themselves into the pen, into your life. I love what is, I don't have the scripture, but in Ezekiel 34, the Lord talks about these type of shepherds. They're experienced. They're exposing the sheep to danger, and they're not good shepherds at all. And then finally at the end of it, he's like, never mind. I'm going to send the good shepherd. And we'll, next time I preach, we'll be talking about the phrase, the I am phrase, I am the good shepherd. All right, the second part to this. So there's a, there's a wrong way in, and then number two, there's a right way in. There's a right way in. So just the next verse over, John 10, 2. Everybody good? John 10, 2, look. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The one who enters in by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. So I have a photo of an old school sheep pen. And I want to tell you a little bit about it. Everybody see it? Pretty awesome, right? That's a gate. That's not a door. That is a gate, right? Where I grew up, we, uh, I helped out at a, at a camp, and we had horses, and we had gates. A true shepherd comes in a in the legitimate, designed way through the gate, through love, calling, care, and a sacrificial service to you. Through the gate. We'll leave that up there for a while because I want you to see this. God always intended that his people be led, fed, and protected by those who come in legitimate in an intended way. The gate is there for a reason. Some will always climb over the barriers, right? I remember when I was younger, I remember <laughs> we there was a couple crazy horses at the ranch that, that Lindsay and I grew up at working at. And uh, there was one, it was her, her horse, his name was Tex. He was the horse of the horses, right? So we would let Tex in the gate. And about 7 o'clock that evening, we'd be playing the evening game with the kids, and guess where Tex was? With all of us, <laughs> eating grass somewhere. 
And guess what? He did not get out through the gate. He jumped the fence. And then there was a crazy horse named Cisco. Now, Cisco was not athletic at all, like Tex, because Tex could just literally one day we were like, we're just waiting. Where is Tex getting out? He jumped the barbed wire fence like this high. He just clear it. Well, Cisco, he's like, I want to go with Tex. I want to be with him. Well, he just walked through the barbed wire fence. He just, like, this is a dumb horse. But, and he didn't use the gate. And he was little. (laughs) But the gate is there for a reason. Some will climb over. But what I love is God has set those barriers in the gate for a purpose and a reason. So here's what the sheep pen looked like in Jesus' day. And what's pretty cool about this sheep pen, at night, let's say you come into a a smaller town, and all of the shepherds are there, and they're bringing their sheep in. All right, they're all coming in. Well, that town would have, like, a a pen that they would share. And so everybody would come on over, and there would be a guy at, uh, at the gate, the gatekeeper, and he's like, okay, you're the shepherd of those ones? Okay, let them in. They'll stay over here overnight. And then all of the other shepherds would come and let their sheep in. Now, to all of us, sheep are sheep. We're like, we couldn't tell the difference of a sheep, right? Even if someone told us how to do it, it would take us a while. But the shepherd knew the sheep. He knew who his sheep were. In the spiritual picture Jesus spoke of, the gate for the sheep pen had a gatekeeper who watched over, who came in and went out. He would make sure that the wrong sheep didn't go with the wrong person or that someone didn't come in and steal the sheep at night or that a wolf didn't get over. All of those things. The gatekeeper knows the true shepherd and appropriately grants him access to the sheep. So in the towns of that time, that's kind of how this looked like. It's pretty awesome, right? Overseen by a gatekeeper who regulated which sheep came in, which sheep went out, and who they came out with. So look what it says as we walk. We're just walking verse by verse through this. right? We're having a a nice Bible study today. Isn't that great? Look at this, John uh, 10, and starting verse 3. Look, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Verse 5, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. So I've got three questions to ask you today. All right, if you want to write them down or remember them. Question number one, do you know and listen to his voice? Do you know and listen to his voice? Something amazing about sheep. They know their shepherd's voice. Right? This is just a thing. They know. They're not not dumb. They know their shepherd's voice. They can tell and distinguish from the tone, the vibration, the vibrato, whatever you want to call it, the pitch. If it's deep or if it's soft, they know it. They know the voice. They know who loves and cares for them just by hearing the sound. 
That's like my mom's voice. You remember your mom's voice? Maybe your mom isn't around. Maybe she's gone on to be with Jesus. But man, if you heard that voice one time, you're like, that's my mom's voice. I recognize it. How much more so should we recognize his voice? Do you know his voice? And do you listen to his voice? We've got so much going on in our life. We're so busy. We've got so many loud things, right? We're just scrolling through Facebook. And like we're drowning out God's voice a lot of times, right? We're letting all these other voices in, Fox News, CNN, right? Facebook, and all the other new ones, right? And we're like, but wait a second. If I heard God's voice, would I even know it? But it says, in the sheep listen. They know his voice. In the, in, in the common sheepfolds of the ancient times, the shepherd merely gave his distinct call. Right? He'd have a little call. You have a, maybe you have a call for your dog, Right? And then there's these weird people that have calls for their cats. There's some people in the room that like cats. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> but he had a distinct call for his sheep. Man, I, I got to tell you this story. So same horse. We went on this um, overnight trip with horses when I was younger. There was four of us, my brother, myself, and a couple other guys. Well, me and my friend, we knew horses. His name was Dwayne, and, um, and hi him and I were about the same size, and we, we loved horses. We knew all about horses. And so we got to pick what horses we took for the trip. So we kind of, like, matched it up with the personalities of the people that we went with. So we gave this guy named Gavin just this really slow horse because Gavin didn't know how to ride. We're like, we better put him on like a bulletproof horse. We want to we have a safe trip. We don't want to have to bring him back. So um, put him on this horse. I don't remember the name of the horse. And then we put my brother Adam on Cisco, the one who walks through fences. And... Um, and <laughs> so we're going down, and my brother, for some reason, he didn't pack anything on the horse. He decided he was going to wear a hiking pack. I'm like, you know you're on a, like, 1,200-pound animal that can carry the weight, right? Yeah, I forgot. So he's, we're going down the road, and he's got this big pack on. And in Canada, what's really cool is you can kind of go anywhere on horses or four-wheelers. So we're like, let's just go somewhere, and we'll find a place to camp, and it'll be fun. And so we're, we are going down the road, and, and my friend and I were on some pretty healthy, physically fit horses. And then we have Adam and Gavin on just, you know, some like horses. And my, my stepbrother, Adam, is like 6'3". Well, he's on this horse. It would be like almost a pony, may have been 14'2", or a little bit taller if you know horses. And so... He's on there. His feet are almost on the ground. And we're, we're like, okay, let's get into a lope, guys. Let's go a little bit faster. So his horse wouldn't do anything. And so he starts yelling, I'm fat. I'm fat. And for some reason, when the horse heard, I'm fat, it just took off. <laughs> it just started running down the road as fast. We're like, man, we better catch up. So for about two, three, four years later, 
um, we would just make sure that only people who knew how to ride would yell, I'm fat, on that horse. So we did it multiple times. We'd be like, hey, let's go ride Cisco and yell, I'm fat. And so that was the distinctive language that Cisco knew to go fast. Pretty awesome, right? So these shepherds would have a distinctive call. Maybe it was a whistle or a certain noise or even maybe an instrument. And their their sheep would know, okay, that's my shepherd. I'm going to follow. During World War I, some soldiers, some soldiers, yeah, soldiers tried to steal a flock of sheep from a hillside near Jerusalem. The sleeping shepherd awoke to find his flock being driven off. He couldn't um, recapture them by force, so he called out his flock in his distinctive call, and all of them came back to him. The sheep listened. They listened, and they returned to the rightful shepherd, even though they, they were being driven out by robbers and thieves. Pretty awesome, right? You know, I remember calling horses in and different things like that. They, they are smarter than you think. So let's re, I want to remind you of the first part of John 10, 3. It says, the gatekeeper... Yeah, you can put it out up there, John 10, 3. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. So first question, remember, do you know and listen to his voice? Maybe today you're like, I don't know. But guess what? I, I bet you any money, if you get into this, if you get into praying, if you get some of those distractions out of your life, some of the loud noise, that the world's trying to teach you, then I believe that you will get to know his voice and you'll you'll hear the distinct call of your creator. Amen? Question number two. Everybody say two. Do you hear him personally calling you by name? You know that the shepherds um, in ancient times had names for their sheep? You know that? Like you have a name for your dog, don't you? Cookie. Well, Cookie. All right. You have a name for your cat, right? Poor cats. They're all over our, our neighborhood. I'm like, someone do something with these cats, or I'm going. No, I'm just kidding. I can't. I can't. But we, we, you know, we name our animals. So in ancient times, the, sheep, the shepherd had a personal name for their individual sheep. I don't know how they figured out their names. That's okay. But the shepherd calls a sheep by name, showing that the shepherd has a personal connection with the sheep. The shepherd leads them, providing direction and leadership without driving the sheep. You know that Jesus calls you by name? Right? It's not just a generic calling. He wants to have a personal relationship, a personal connection with you. 
It's pretty special, isn't it? Just like the shepherd has a personal name. I love that in the chosen, and I love that even in the gospels, Jesus like has nicknames for people. Sons of thunder. Right? He, who knows? He may have a nickname for you. Right? Water walker. Right? That's Howie's new nickname. We, we went to a conference, and that's it, water walker. In the, in the gospel, Jesus calls the following sheep by name. He calls Philip, right? He calls Mary and, and Thomas and Peter and all of these people. Do you know he's calling you? He's saying Thomas, right? Andrew, these are all biblical names. David, Zach. He's calling us by name. There's a re- there needs to be a relationship there. And what's difficult about our culture is we just know a lot about Jesus up here, right? We're like, well, yeah, I know about Easter, Christmas. I know that Jesus wants to save me. But it needs to translate from here to here. Do we would have a personal relationship with Christ? Do you hear him personally calling you by name. If not, you may just need to pivot in your life. You may need to do make some different decisions. You're like, I don't hear him, Pastor Landon. I think he's calling you. I know he's calling you. Might be a still small voice. Maybe you're not posturing yourself in the right position to hear his voice. Amen. I know I get like that sometimes. I know we all can. Last question. Question number three. And I'm going to close with this one. Number three. He shows us the way are you, and are you willing to follow? Right? We've got Jesus. Remember, he wants to be our shepherd. He's come in the right way. He's the creator of everything. He went to the cross. He went to the grave. He came out of the tomb alive. So he is the true shepherd. He is the good shepherd. Right? He didn't hop over the fence. He didn't take a shortcut. He did all of it. Look what it says in John 10, 4. When he has brought out all his own, He goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. It was the custom in the eastern countries for the shepherds to go at the head of his sheep. And they followed him from pasture to pasture. You're like, wait, wouldn't he get behind and like try to corral them? No, because they knew when, when they followed the sheep, they were going to be with the, with in safety. They knew they were going to, like, I don't want to, you remember when you were younger, you want to take, you want to grab your mom's hand in the mall, right? You're like, you don't want to get lost. I remember we went to a hockey game recently, and Emma grabbed my hand. She's like, I don't want to get left behind with all these crazy hockey people. 
bunch of Canadians or something. So she, what, what did she do? She grabbed my hand, and I let her out. So the sheep knew, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do this life right, I'm gonna follow my shepherd. And when I follow the good shepherd, when I follow Jesus, he's not going to lead me in the wrong direction. And he's going to take care of all the fiery darts. He's going to take care of all of the issues when I'm on the road. And I'll be within his protection when I'm following him because he's my shepherd. Are you willing to follow? That's the hard question right there, isn't it? Like, I don't know, Pastor Landon. I, I, I want to do my own thing. I want to be my own shepherd. Being a follower is hard, isn't it? When you're a follower, you have to, one, you have to trust who you are following. You have to trust... They know the way. You have to trust they'll keep you safe. So do you follow or do you trust? I don't know about you, but I want to follow. I know it'll be hard. I know it's a long road, but I want to put all of my trust in Jesus, because the Bible says he is the author. He writes it, and the finisher of my faith. He's won it all. To him, eternity has already started. Because he's accomplished everything. So do we follow Jesus? Or do we follow the ways of the world? And then here's the rest of this passage. John 10, 6. We read it earlier, but now I think it'll make even more sense to you. Jesus used this figure of speech. But the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again. Don't you love that Jesus will say it again to us? <laughs> if we're listening. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me. He's talking about all of the leaders that came before him. Thieves and robbers, including the enemy, right? But the sheep have not listened to them. Are we going to be sheep that don't listen to all of the other stuff? When the robber comes in, when the thief comes in, are we going to listen? No, no, he says in verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and 
find pasture. There'll be freedom. Right? Come in, go out. And then look what it says. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Praise God. He has a plan. Praise God. He did it all. Amen. Wow. So can we stand? Can we think about these questions for a moment with our, with our head bowed for a moment? Can we think about these questions? Think them through for our own life. Don't worry about your neighbor. Do you know and listen to his voice? If not, let's do something about it this week, today. Let's open up that word. Let's give up that app on our phone. The second one, do you hear him personally calling you by name? Have you made your relationship with Jesus personal? Or is it still just with facts and... And then number three, he has shown us the way. Are you willing to follow the way? And then the great I am statement that can follow that up is, you're like, what is the way? Well, guess what? Jesus helped us understand that. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So church, my challenge for you today, listen to his voice. Make it personal. Give up things that don't get you closer to Jesus. And follow him with everything that you have. Lord, thank you today that we get to come and we get to that we get to be challenged by your word. Lord, we get to question things today. That we get to understand that you are the gate. You're the good shepherd. You are the way. And so, Lord, today I pray as we are challenged, Lord, let us hear your voice. Let us have a personal relationship with you. Let us follow you with everything that we have. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen.